This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. From our virtual studios in the Netherlands. And once again, Camarillo, California. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for the number one geek slash marketing podcast in the world, the Marketing Geeks Radio Show on your internet. And here we go with a very, very special episode today. We are going to be covering the magical topic of live videos. So get ready for an exciting, breathtaking, shocking and truly, truly breakthrough performance by the Marketing Geeks today on this show. It's going to be unbelievable. That's right. We have the information for your ear holes that you need to be a better marketer and a better human being, actually. In fact, having listened to this podcast, when you check those ear holes, all the wax will be gone because we're just going to fill that brain with knowledge and there won't be any room for the wax. That's right. And now, <laughs> without any further ado, Andro Sturgeon and Justin Womack are the Marketing Geeks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are here live, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we're live right now. You're listening to us like back in time. But right now we're live. Mm-hmm. Like just the two of us. But in the future, we will be pre-recorded in the future. Yeah, but but you're listening to us in the past. <laughs> but 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 if you're listening to us, you're listening to us in the future. Now, let me tell you this. If they ever invent time travel, we would love it if you would come back to while we're recording an episode. It doesn't have to be this one, but, you know, one of your favorite episodes and give us a signal. Yeah. <laughs> tell us, tell us that the, uh, the episode you did on hologram marketing was awesome. And I'll be like, oh, you're from the future. <laughs> <laughs> so uh ladies and gentlemen boys and girls we are back with another fun-filled episode of marketing geeks and in this episode uh we are going to go over the magic 
of live streaming video and how you can use it for marketing purposes, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Because last week we talked about Facebook marketing tips and we deliberately left off one of the big ones, which we are covering this week, which is live streaming, Facebook Live. We're going to talk about YouTube Live, Twitch, even getting on like platforms like the Mixer or getting on Instagram or getting on uh, all these all these newer platforms where the new the new trend is uh, live video. So uh, there's a lot of people that have apprehensions about live video, but the reality is that viewers want authenticity. They want live. They want raw. Polished doesn't work the way it used to. We're in a new we're in a new era. Yeah, and, and and this is a this is a really good point because um, I was recently working with a client, and um, they were having trouble really connecting to their audience. And I looked at the types of content that they were distributing through their social media channels, and the, the problem with it was that it was it was all like very studio, you know, pictures and pictures of their product and it was always you know the pictures were beautiful but the uh the content that had the most interaction for them was lifestyle content meaning something that was just uh like a normal person using their product or uh someone just out in the world using their product and uh yet there's still this idea that things have to be Perfect. And, and let me tell you, folks, we are in a day and age where people like the rawness of things. They like the, uh, you know, something that's not overly polished because and I, I think the reason why is because at this point we have seen everything. We've seen dinosaurs destroy New York. We have seen, you know, monsters blow up the planet. We've seen we've seen everything. And it is so realistic that even reality we have trouble making sense of reality nowadays, right? So, so the more kind of raw and and uh, simple something looks, the better it is. So, uh, this is where video marketing might be really good for your brand or uh, for for something that you're working on. In fact, you know, there's there's also this concept of like when you're doing. Even like radio like this, people have hired me to go through their audio podcasting and cut out the ums and the pauses and where they stumble over words. And that that doesn't um uh, work. <laughs> so, it, it, you know, it, it sounds good when you do it. But let me say, yeah, it. What happens is even though it's not obvious, like you can make edits to edit out the ums and the ahs and. It'll sound pretty natural, but the thing is that the brain is going to realize that, you know, people don't talk that way. People talk with ums, people talk with ahs, and I don't even care if you're in Toastmasters and you've like mastered this skill. The reality is most people do have little ticks or um, little uh, keywords that they repeat or ums, ahs, or that they kind of get in the way. So it's the authenticity, it's the naturalness, and also people like the to watch like documenting your journey. So especially right. if you're if you're a beginner and you document from um, you know from the early days, and then you actually go out there and you start crushing it, and you've actually got the footage documented. I mean, you're um, you're going to build up a viewer base in the in the short run for people that follow you, but in the long run, people are going to go back and rewatch that stuff because they're going to go like, wow, he came from here 
to there. And you can even use some of that when you're, um, you know, when you're on stage or something, you could play old clips of you and show where you were versus where we are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, this is where, again, live live streaming video can really come into play to helping your brand. And we're going to get into the uses uh, in this episode. We'll get into the uses of that and the platforms because there's actually a variety of platforms uh, that you may not know about and uh, tools that you can use to really help give yourself a, a, a leg up in this in this realm. But before we do that, I think that we should cover some marketing news. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Marketing right. news with Andre Sturgeon. Yeah. All right. Here, so here we go. We, we need, you know what? We need a, I need to find a theme song for, for our marketing news. That's what I think. That's my, I'm going to put that on my to-do list. So. <laughs> Have to I'm, have I'm a counting little... on you, Audio Jungle. Deliver the goods for December. Just, <laughs> just make the free track a good marketing news intro. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And for those of you who, who don't know what uh, Justin is referring to, the website Audio Jungle, every month they give away one free audio track that you can use royalty-free for anything, any project. And a lot of times they're really good. In fact, uh, all the audio that we're using on the show is from uh, – from good old audio jungle. So, uh, all right. In marketing news, uh, this is kind of interesting. I, uh, uh, I have a little thing here about, uh, this isn't quite marketing, but it's kind of interesting. Ohio becomes the first state to accept Bitcoin for tax payments. What do you think of that? That's pretty interesting. It's, it's interesting. I mean, theoretically, um, the more common Bitcoin gets into day-to-day use, um, the more the potential it has to grow in value. Now we're in a we're in a time where just this last weekend Bitcoin dropped below four thousand. It was in the three thousand dollar range. I forget exactly how low it got, but it's pretty low. I mean, it's it started the year. Uh, it was in December twenty seventeen. It hit twenty or twenty one thousand, and now we're down to mid it was down to like 3500 maybe 3700 um and it's back up to 4000 today so it, it's it's had a significant drop off um what i was telling you andros before we started recording too is is that there, there's a lot of uh big banks and investors that are getting into it right now so it, it kind of begs the question of okay is this drop off the final drop and then is it going to come back up or is bitcoin truly just a fad that's going to go away and it was just a big hype machine like the dot-com bust in the early 2000s i don't know yeah and it remains to be seen but you know it is it is becoming more accepted and the only problem that bitcoin has right now is the fact that the uh transactions can take a while and uh as more people use it then uh getting getting those transactions done quickly i mean you know the fewer people that use it the faster the transactions uh happen but if if it takes uh and then the transaction fees of course the uh the higher the price of bitcoin the larger the transaction fee is so uh there's a uh there there's some limitations to bitcoin itself however the technology i i still think is one of the most disruptive technologies available today. It, it, it has the potential to uh, do everything uh, from shut down banks to change how the stock market is done to 
even how we share information, voting. Uh, you, it's impossible to do uh, voter suppression with blockchain technology. So, for instance, if if uh, uh, the way that blockchain works, for, briefly, uh, for those of you who don't know, is that if you have a, uh, if I decide to send you money, for instance, it used to be that if I send it through like PayPal. I send it. I send the request to PayPal. Then PayPal sends it to you, and they have like a centralized database. But with blockchain, I send you the money, and the uh, exchange from me to you is verified through uh, various people who help solve that mathematical equation. And when I deliver it to you, we can check it on the blockchain to make sure that it happened. So it's all verified uh, and it's open for everybody. Whereas if I go through like a PayPal, I have to just trust PayPal and just say, well, PayPal says that it happened, so it happened. And where uh, voting could really be disrupted is let's say that I vote for a politician or a um, uh, president or whatever, then uh, I could actually do it from my phone because I have a vote token, if you will. And once I use that token, I can't use it again. I basically transfer it back to the holder, which is going to be the government. And I can track through the blockchain. I can go uh, online and I can see exactly where my vote went. So it's all open. Everybody sees it, yet it's still anonymous. So it's it has the potential to really make voting fair. And you could do it from your computer or your phone. And, uh, and, and you can't, you can't fake it either. So it's, uh, it's more secure than regular voting. So I think, I think that this is kind of the next iteration of all of this, but, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't, I, I hopefully, you know, I'd like to see some sanity in our world and yeah. blockchain voting happen. <clears throat> since we're, since we're down this rabbit hole, I'll just say the, some of the other uses that have been proposed are like for medical doctors that can, um, prescribe pills and then have a verification that that's actually the doctor, that's actually the patient, you know, verifying, uh, essentially being able to do those kind of transactions online versus having to see a patient face-to-face and writing a physical prescription and going through that traditional process. Uh, another metaphor that I've heard for um, for blockchain technology is the idea of triple entry accounting uh, versus uh, double entry. So it's, it's, it's a it's got a verification piece. It's a very powerful technology that, that runs behind Bitcoin and it can it has the potential to pretty much change the world. And it also has the potential to get a big, heavy regulation put on it by the U.S. government or some other governments, too. So who knows what they allow to happen and who knows where this actually goes. But the uh, the technology is definitely uh, has the potential to be massively disruptive. That's right. But as, as things develop, believe me, we will bring it to you here um, on the Marketing Geeks. Uh, we, we also have uh, – this is an interesting story. So um, Black Friday – right? Just happened. And if you're uh, listening to this in the future, then it happened uh, sometime back, but uh, depending on how deep in the future you're listening to this program. But um, uh, Black Friday uh, was a huge success. What are the numbers? You, you had them You had them up. The, like, uh, well, for- the, numbers are actually, the numbers are actually for Cyber Monday that I have up. So, yeah. so Amazon announced that Cyber Monday was the biggest shopping day in the company history. Um, and that includes topping their Prime Day, which they sold $100 million of products in one day. So they actually did numbers greater than that. They haven't announced the specific numbers, but they've said it's greater than $100 million in sales for one day. And the best seller 
was actually the Amazon Echo Dot. So we recently talked about how the smart speaker trend had been kind of dying off, but you know the Amazon Echo Dot is a smart speaker. So I guess uh, I guess there is still a bit of a demand, hmm. and people were just waiting for the Black Friday sale uh, and the Cyber Monday sale to go pick one up. Interesting, interesting. But you know what? It still dwarfed uh, uh, Singles Day in China. So Singles Day in China. Uh, was the absolute biggest shopping day on the planet. And Singles Day, for those of you who don't know, is on November 11th. That's 1111. And uh, it's run through Alibaba, which is the uh, the Chinese version of Amazon. And it's a lot bigger than Amazon. And so they, they yeah, they apparently had much bigger sales. Than, yeah, uh, I, I need to give a quick clarification on my story. It, it was 100 million products sold so there was greater than 100 okay. million products not 100 million revenue so that would be okay. actually pretty that would be considered low so it was 100 million products um yeah so i had to clear that up <laughs> huh wow far out well uh so the moral to this story is we should have uh created amazon like a long time ago we should have done that but we didn't you know the, the, the history the history of amazon though is they took that company took a loss for the first what, 10 years or something. I mean, it was, that company was bleeding cash for a long, long time, but Bezos had a vision. He stuck with it. And now he's the richest person on the planet. So it worked out for him. Yeah. Have you seen his transformation? Have you seen what that guy looked like back in the day? He looked like Bill Gates. Now he looks like, he looks like JK Simmons. (laughs) He's like, like buff and looks like he can crush cans with his like mind. He's like, it's crazy, man. I I guess when you're that rich, you can do whatever you want. It's amazing what, you know, a hundred billion dollars or whatever will do for you. (laughs) That is true. So, um, all right. So let's get on to the meat of the program. So we're going to be talking about uh, the, the evolution of and the uses for live streaming video. So, so the question is, why would you use live streaming video? It has various uses. And, you know, I come from a background where my mother was on the uh, evening news back in the uh, 70s and early 80s. She was on a local TV station there in the uh, in in California, and uh, so if you wanted to get your yourself seen or you wanted to get information about your story out to the world. The only way to do it was to get it covered in the news, right? That was the only way to get it done. And the gatekeepers of those platforms were uh, far and few between. So basically you had your television stations. Back then there was only a few of them. Maybe uh, in there was like maybe 10 stations in general. And then you had like the movie companies and their cable TV was just coming on the scene. So, so if you really wanted to get your story told – it, it, it was kind of difficult to do. And then if you wanted to run a commercial or you wanted to get some advertising done, uh, then producing a commercial would cost you, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. It would, because you had to like produce the commercial, then you had to get it broadcast on TV. And, um, it was, uh, it, it was quite a, uh, quite a barrier to, to break through. But nowadays, uh, things are a lot easier and we have tools that are basically free. And if you have a cell phone in your pocket, you have a full production studio that can help you create uh, content that will get more eyeballs than than almost anything else 
you know, in history. So and it'll broadcast at you- a higher it'll broadcast at a higher resolution than like anything possible in the nineties and probably even the early two thousands. It's, it's crazy. That's right. That's right. Back, back in the day they had, uh, the resol- revolution resolution was a seven twenty by four eighty, And now we have four uh, K cameras that can, um, broadcast that. And it's really interesting because if you were to do lines of resolution on film, like regular, you know, like, actual film, which they don't do anymore, but, uh, film was, uh, the equivalent is about 11 K. So now they're at 4 K and eight uh, K is, is on the horizon as well. So, you know, we're, we're, this is, uh, this is a whole new area. So you, you can actually have a, a larger audience than, than the best TV shows back in the, in the seventies and eighties. So, what would be the uh, the uses of of doing a live video? Well, we had a client who was a real estate agent. You want to tell the story because this is a good one. No, you, do you go and tell it? Tell the story. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't let me stop you. Okay, I'll tell it. Um, so we we had a real estate agent client who was having trouble uh, getting people to find out about our houses, and so we had a consultation with her, and we said, well. Uh, have you considered doing like live streaming with your, uh, you know, with, with like the houses that you're in? And she, she kind of hemmed and hawed and was like, I don't know, that doesn't feel right to me. And I go, listen, just do an experiment, go to a house and uh, do a Facebook live stream and just walk around the house with your cell phone and do a, do a, a live stream with your cell phone and see what happens. And so she did. And so she showed the house and just was her walking around, showing the neighborhood, walking around the neighborhood. And the very next day, someone called and said, hey, I saw that live stream of yours. And they signed an offer like the next day. So uh, she sold the house. And so now that's something that she does on a regular basis. And so basically what uh, the platforms that that like every platform um, out there, every major social media network is now getting into the live stream game. So we have, uh, of course, Facebook, which does Facebook Live. We have YouTube, which does YouTube Live. We have uh, Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, and they have a a live streaming uh, integration. Uh, and, uh, I think that LinkedIn has been talking about doing it as well. And then of course there's Twitch, which is uh, a video game platform, but that's owned by Amazon. So there's a reason that live streaming is getting so popular. It's because people are watching it. And I think it has to do with the fact that, that the rawness, the realness of, of events as they are unfolding is very appealing to people. So you can leverage this with your business in certain ways. So let's say, for instance, that um, uh, here's another use case. I, I had a client who was, uh, they had a superfood company and they were, they, they were into doing like big productions and, you know, videos that would, they try and go viral. And I told them, uh, why don't you just do a video where when you're mixing the product together for packaging, just do a live stream of that because it's, it's, you know, it, it, it's hypnotic to watch the product being put together and just showing that process is interesting because once the, the live stream is done, it also then gets archived and people can watch it later. So it becomes part of the overall narrative of your brand. And so you can leverage that to your, uh, you know, to, to your advantage. 
And to, to add to that, Andros, um, there was a survey done by New York Magazine. This, now, this was done in 2017, uh, but they surveyed 1,000 adults, and 67% of the viewers said that uh, that they wanted to – I'm sorry, 87% would prefer to watch live – would prefer to watch live video if it meant getting behind-the-scenes content. So what you're talking about is kind of getting a behind-the-scenes look at how the superfoods are processed. They want to see the, they want to see what's happening behind the scenes. And that's a big thing in the coaching industry. It's a big thing in marketing. People want to know like what goes into it. They want to learn how to do it for themselves. Um, yeah. And they want to, they want to get to know the people too. So a, a big part of it is like people connect to authentic people. So if you're putting on a facade right. and you're pretending to be someone else, it doesn't, you know, it, it used in the nineties, that's like how people were and that's how it worked. But now we're in, a, in an era where, again, it's authenticity wins. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, it, 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 we're, we're in this era of like, you know, it's hard to know what is real. People are always talking about like fake news and real news, like people who don't like real news call the real news, fake news. And, uh, you know, then there is fake news and it's, it's, it gets to the point where people just throw up their hands and go, I don't know what to believe anymore. You know, and we're used to being sold a bill of goods through advertising and, you know, people not being authentic and politicians not being authentic. So, so when something becomes authentic and real and raw and, uh, doesn't have that air of, of production to it, I think people are gravitating towards, towards the realness. So this is where where a live video um, platform could be really good for you, whether or not you're just doing your thought of the day, doing a streaming thing uh, where you're just talking, you know, uh, off the top of your head. Uh, maybe you're you want to talk about your your process as a business owner. Um, Maybe you want to talk about like the things that are bothering you or the things that you're the challenges that you have. Uh, you know, the, the trouble with social media in general, and this is something they've done lots of studies on Facebook about this, uh, where when you post something on Facebook, there, there's two types of posts people do. Um, there's like, look at how great my life is posts, right? which is you're really just seeing the highlights of that. And as you look at someone's life, and this is why I stopped posting on Facebook altogether because, uh, well, to be honest with you, I'm having a pretty epic life right now and I'm, you know, living in Europe and building the business and it's pretty awesome. Uh, I'm going to get but, you, I'm going to get you back on Facebook. I'm getting you back. You're coming back. You, yeah. Yeah. You, you do, you do that, man. But the, but the point is, is that like when you, when you do that, it, it kind of makes people feel like, Oh, that person's having an epic life. And so they feel like they have to outdo it. So they got to post, uh, stuff and, and you end up just posting stuff that isn't really authentic. It's not, you're just posting like, the, the shiny bits of your life. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're editing out the realness of it, right? Um, and then there's the other types of people and this <laughs> on the converse side that's like, pray for me, my, you know, my dog is lost. <laughs> and yeah. I, and it's like, really, I don't give a crap about your dog uh, that's lost. Real, I, I like, I, I hate people that, that post that type of stuff. So, I mean, not that so you're, sympathy, you're sympathy posts, yeah. the sympathy posts. It's like, come on, man, I don't care. And no one's going to post about like, Hey, I went to work today and I had an average day. So, so Facebook has uh, a tendency to make you feel bad. 
So that's why I hate it. But when you're when you're just raw and out there and just like really just facing life the way that it is, it, real time, unedited, there's something real about it and fascinating. So uh, so this is why it, it it will work for your brand, you know, especially if you're consistent with it. Uh, people want to see what you're up to. So there's a couple of platforms that you can use. So of course we have uh, regular old Facebook Live, which is just mm-hmm. kind of which the, is the big one. I would say it's the big one right now. So let, let me talk about Facebook Live for a second, Andres. Um, <clears throat> what's really great yeah. about Facebook Live is that if you're in a coaching or a marketing business, I mean, you essentially can have a seminar in a box or you can essentially you can reach a, a large audience from your phone and you can give a presentation, you can make an offer, you can do a lot of things that were never accessible in the past. And, and what I'm seeing a lot of is these high-end coaches that are creating private Facebook groups um, and they're instead of, Instead of delivering their coaching um, via in-person mastermind, they're doing like Facebook Live masterminds, and they're they're hosting them on live on live chat. So it's uh, mm-hmm. the uses of it are, are continuing to evolve, um, and then of course they're charging big big money for this because they're getting they're getting you know one on one access or private access, um, but it's through the medium of Facebook Live. So the, the medium continues to evolve. Now, uh, back in 2016, 2017, when you did a Facebook Live, it pretty much went out to your entire audience and everybody was getting the Facebook Live notifications. They've added some restrictions on it now where you can kind of mute people if you don't want to get notified when they go live. Um, I don't think it gets pushed out as much as it used to get out uh, to just to everybody because so many more people are using it. Um, so I mean, with everything, you know, when if you get in early, you get the best bang for your buck with it. But now there's also Facebook Stories, which we're not going to talk too much about that right now. But uh, it's uh, it's a powerful platform. So that's what I got to say about it. Yeah, and so so you know, part of the thing is is that, uh, and this is this is also the case is that if you start broadcasting um, Facebook Lives, the the same algorithm a- applies to your Facebook Live that applies to any post, which is. If uh, somebody starts watching it, it will feed that Facebook Live to other people in your stream and or in your in your network. And then, if more people comment or watch it, then uh, it will be fed to more people as well. So, um, if depending on the type time of day you do it, if you do it in the middle of the day, and uh, like if I did it right, you know, in the in the in the middle of my day, it's going to be the middle of night in America. Most of my connections are in America, so. Uh, not too many people would actually see it, and it would probably fall flat. However, if I did do something interesting, this is this is kind of the the other component of it. If I do a Facebook Live, it then becomes part of the uh, of your of your stream, so people can watch the replay later. And if people start watching the replay and commenting commenting on it uh, and uh, interacting with it, then it will then the replay will then go into your timeline. So people will watch can I, it. Can later. I say something else? Um, no, there's, this is just, yeah, I'm going to, I'm just going to say something Fuck. else. Andros. I, right, have power. Right. I have a voice. I have a voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was from the King speech. And, uh, what I, what I wanted to say is that there's like an element of personal growth to this growth to this thing as well, because uh, a lot of people are super uncomfortable being on live video. I mean, that's the reality. A lot of people are uncomfortable being on regular video and, 
So there's an element of personal growth to this thing. And the more you do it, the better you get. So uh, just like with podcasting, just like with anything, the more you actually do it, the better you get. So one of the uh, strategies that one of uh, my, I'm in a mastermind and uh, one of the fellow mastermind members was, uh, he's a realtor and he was given a challenge to do, I think it was 30 Facebook lives in 30 days. And so he decided that he would do them all at like 2 a.m. because he didn't want anyone to view them. Uh, But what happened is, you know, he did, he did them at 2 a.m. and like, you know, one or two people showed up. but what happened is over time, he got more and more confidence in it. And and now he's basically can't stop doing Facebook Lives and he's getting massive engagement and it's building his brand. It's built, it's helping him sell real estate and it's it's kind of ignited, it, <laughs> ignited his business. So uh, again, it's um, there is some self-work that goes into this because if you're mm-hmm. uncomfortable being on camera uh, or you're uncomfortable with uh, being in public – it's uh, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot because you're missing out on a big opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And again, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're doing either marketing for yourself or for a client, uh, you know, uh, this is a, a, a low entry point for any client. So for instance, if you're, if you're, let's say you're doing some marketing for a client, uh, you can tell them like, Hey, let's just get together and do a couple of Facebook lives. You could just charge them per the hour and the results will be a lot more beneficial to them, uh, cost wise than just doing a full on, uh, video production. And, and even if you don't know how to do any video production whatsoever, this is a low barrier point for anyone to do. So, uh, so we have, we have Facebook live and it just, so you know, if you want to know how to do a Facebook Live, if you don't know how to do one already, um, it's super easy. All you have to do is go into Facebook, act like you're going to do a post, like a regular post. And uh, rather than writing something, there's a little button that says live. So you just press that and you go. And so it's also on your phone, super duper easy. Um, same thing with Instagram. Instagram, of course, is owned by Facebook. So you could do a Instagram live. And um, now the thing with Instagram live is that um, Instagram lives will let you play that as long as you want. However, it doesn't one, go one hour, one your, hour is the cap. There's a one hour, one hour cap. is the cap. Okay. And, and uh, yeah, and, and it doesn't stay in your timeline either. So, because it, it goes over the one minute video mark. So it'll stay in your stories, but it won't, uh, it won't stay in your uh, timeline permanently. So it will disappear. So, uh, but it is, you know, if, if you have a, uh, a large base of people on Instagram, uh, you can leverage that to your, uh, uh, to, to your own, uh, for your own purposes. Now there's a and couple of tools add, out there. Just to oh, add yeah. to that, I just wanted to say, uh, well, Instagram was just to reiterate is a mobile only platform. Unless you're running special software, you you're going to be only mobile to be able to post a live video. So you won't be able to do that from a desktop. When right. Facebook first launched Facebook Live, it was only mobile. It was only mobile devices, and then they've recently, not recently, but um, you know, in the last year, they've added the ability to, to broadcast from your desktop. So uh, you can do it either way now. Yeah. Um, but with uh, with Instagram, if you do a live that's, let's say you do a one hour live, you could save it to your phone as a video and then you could repurpose it on YouTube or Facebook or somewhere else. But it won't post your timeline because your timeline on Instagram can only host one minute videos. So, And bear, 
That that's a good point. And one other thing, bear in mind also that the audience there's an audience discrepancy uh, between Facebook and Instagram. Instagram is going to be definitely a, a younger audience, maybe uh, thirty and under. Uh, Facebook is considered your grandma's uh, social network. So, um, <laughs> you know, if you want to reach grandma, that's great. But so, you know, if, you're, if your product is skews towards mostly older people, uh, use Facebook Live. If it skews towards younger people, you'd want to do something like Instagram. Now, there's a couple of but tools. If you're, that- if you're really cool like me, you might get on Twitch, though. Oh, really cool. shoot, man. <laughs> I'm not that cool. Um, so, so there's a let's couple go, of tools, tools that, yeah. that that we want to go over because uh, there's ways that you can actually make your uh, streaming content even better uh, on Facebook. And one of those is one called Lightstream. You go to golightstream.com. We'll put a, a link down at the bottom. Um, and uh, this is nice. They have a, a premium and a freemium version of this uh, software. And you can use it for gaming purposes. You can use it for running a talk show uh, if you want. So the nice thing about this is that you can you can do basically like a talk show format where you have like a split screen with somebody who's talking. You can have their name underneath. So again, this is uh, one of those things where in the 70s and 80s, this would have been like – to get this type of thing going, you would have had to have gotten on TV, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of production. Now you just run this piece of software that's free and you can run a, uh, a talk show essentially from your desktop and interview anyone anywhere in the world. So here's, a, here's something that, that you, know, you definitely want to leverage. Like let's say, for instance, that you want to start a, uh, like a, some sort of video blog or uh, some sort of content creation for your business, for your service. Uh, you know, if, you're, if you're a marketer and you want to like, get to be known, you can bring people onto your, quote, show – and do a live uh, talk show directly from your computer, and where you have the split screen, the the, the bottom, the lower thirds, where you have their names underneath. Uh, it looks really professional, and it's totally free. And so basically, you would use Go Lightstream. You would go through Go Lightstream, and it would post directly to your Facebook uh, page, and then you can do run the talk show that way. So that's a really good option for you as well. I want to add to that um, that with Go Lightstream, you can also do if you, if you do you could do screen shares. So if you're doing a demo of a software or you're demoing a process online, you could do a screen share and you can actually put your image um, in the corner. You can move your image anywhere you want. You can be broadcast at the same time as a screen share if you want to do that. That's so right. That's a pretty cool feature. Um, you can change out your background. Like I did a Facebook Live last year where I was at the beach. And I was trying to make a joke out of uh, making money on the beach, but it didn't go over. <laughs> Nobody laughed. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. And this broadcast to Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or uh, Mixer. And Twitch and Mixer are both uh, video game broadcasting software. <laughs> or they're live stream softwares that where they're predominantly uh, people stream themselves playing video games. Um, there's some other, there is some other uses for it, but the predominant use of Twitch and Mixer are people streaming video games and younger I'd say a younger audience goes on there to watch them play video games, uh, comments, and some people like that. They like to watch people play video games. I used to like playing video games. I didn't. I don't. I don't know. But I guess people just like to watch people playing video games now. 
Yeah, that 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 always that just it's like, man, it used to go from like kids just riding their bikes around. I mean that that's what I used to do when I was like twelve. I would just like ride my bike around and you know learn how to you know just you know steal you dirty know, magazines. You know what's coming? And- <laughs> you know you know what's coming though, Andres. I think because uh, you know I have a, I have a six month old child. What's coming is the, the kids are going to be watching people that are watching people play uh, play video games. So, you know, it's going to be like three – it'll be like three live videos deep, three layers deep. Whoa. And you'll just be watching somebody sitting in front of a screen watching somebody else and that's the – Inception. Future. That's the future. That's so, so meta, if you're dude. from the future, if you're from the future, come back and tell me that, that I was right. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to watch someone watch someone watching someone playing video games. <laughs> It's crazy. It's kind of like you, you ever go to a concert. You know, I, I I love I love going to a concert, and uh, uh, I actually I got I got um, uh, one of my favorite pieces of footage was I, I went to the Hollywood Bowl to see the Moody Blues, uh, and uh, nobody knows who they are anymore. But uh, they uh, uh, I, they were on the stage, and somebody in front of me was filming the giant screen that was showing what was happening on the stage. So of course I had to film their cell phone filming the screen filming what was happening right in front of us that was that was pretty meta <laughs> that's pretty, pretty cool meta. Uh, so uh I wanted okay to, uh, so another one last thing yeah. one last thing on go live stream uh the learning curve on go live stream is, is a little bit steeper than some of these other platforms we're going to talk about so it's not this platform i would say is not for everyone if you have uh basic video editing skills and you have a basic knowledge of like setting up an, a standard api it's Maybe those tech, maybe those terms sound intimidating. It's pro- it's probably easier than it sounds, um, but there are some people that are technology challenged, and there are easier options out there too. That's right. So if you if you are uh, like a uh, like a technology uh, luddite, then uh, there is some learning. Curve. It's a, a you know I mentioned my mother who's like she I, I keep telling her mom if you want to talk to me I'm like across the planet like use whatsapp and she, she keeps saying whatsapp doesn't work for me you, you just hit the button just hit like she still doesn't get just hit the button that says whatsapp and it will work doesn't work okay. um so uh well, another piece of software that's a little bit more on the on the challenging side is called OBS Studio. That stands for Open Broadcaster Software. This is a free and open source piece of software for video recording and live streaming. And basically what it does is you can record from your computer onto this. This is really good if you just want to get like uh, if you just want to record like you playing a video game and then post it later. But you can also do live streaming with it and it connects directly to um, – Twitch, Mixer, and YouTube. So if you want to do any kind of like uh, live streaming, uh, this is a – because it's open source, it's not super – the interface is good, but there's still a little bit of technical know-how that you'll have to use. But it's a free piece of software, open source. So uh, you can use that for your Twitch streaming uh, Mixer and YouTube. And it's it's like a a studio in a box. So you can basically – uh, do like split screens. You can have like 
guests. You can, you know, do screen sharing, uh, you know, good for software demos, that sort of thing. So this is, uh, if you go to uh, obsproject.com, we'll leave a, a link down below. You can go to this and use this free piece of software that will help you with your live streaming. That's probably the most difficult one um, out of the ones we're mentioning here. But again, it's it's got a lot of very cool functionality. It, it, now, Open Broadcasting Software, OBS, I believe does not connect to Facebook. But again, it does connect to YouTube. So I, I watched some YouTubers that uh, use OBS and the quality is great and they're able to do some cool effects with it. You can, if you're teaching... If you're teaching internet marketing or something online, um, it's a great screen sharing software too. So it's a it's a good yeah. platform. Now, uh, as far as uh, the uh, as far as like doing live broadcasting, uh, if you want just a simple entry point, you can also, of course, use YouTube. Uh, YouTube does live streaming as well. That's pretty simple to do. If you go into your YouTube account and you click on uh, upload, like you're going to upload a video, there's a button right next to it that says uh, broadcast live. So you can uh, do live streaming directly from YouTube as well. And then, of course, if you do a live stream from YouTube, then it will allow you to uh, save it as a video file, and then you can post it later anywhere you want. Um, you can drop it into LinkedIn. You can drop it onto Facebook, although if you drop your YouTube link onto Facebook, it won't go very far because Facebook doesn't like outside competitors on their platform. And let's give a let's give a mention here to a couple of other live streaming platforms. We're not going to go into them right now because we're going to run out of time. But um, Twitter Live was just introduced this year. So before Twitter owns Periscope, which is Periscope is a live streaming app. Uh, it's also where like the most trolls live. Like Periscope is funny. Twitter is like the land of trolls, whether you're on Periscope or Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the most it's trolls true. ever there. Um, but the Twitter just introduced Twitter Live now, so you don't have to go through Periscope anymore. You can actually go live there. Uh, we're not going to go in. We're not going to go deep on Twitter today because we're going deep on Facebook and YouTube. But let's get into some of the simpler broadcasting software. So the reality is that the first two we talked about are both fully free. Um, I, I guess Go Lightstream it has a it's a freemium, but you can get away with the free version and do a very cool effects. So either OBS or Go Lightstream, you can get away with the free versions there. Uh, the next two platforms are going to be paid. So the first one I want to talk about is is BeLive TV. Mm-hmm. So BeLive TV, it's uh, I believe it's twenty dollars a month, and you can, you can get a fourteen day trial or a seven day trial. Um, they definitely give you some kind of a trial. I forget what it is. But it is, you'll see this a lot on Facebook. If you've been on Facebook recently, you've probably seen Facebook Lives where they have like the title tags. They kind of look like on the news. They'll have a, the person's name and maybe their title on the bottom with a graphic. Um, most people that are doing that are using this platform, BeLive.tv. And it's got a pretty simple user interface. So as far as simplicity goes, this is one of the more simple ones to get on there. Um, put on your title tags. You can add uh, a watermark of your brand logo in the uh, in the video, uh, and it also has the functionality of doing uh, split screen interviews, and you can do um, screen sharing. So it gives you it gives you all those different functions on a on a easier user interface, which is really what you're paying for. You're paying for that simpler uh, ease of use. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's a good one. So if you want something that's a little more professional and easier to use. Uh, that would be a good platform. What else you got for us? 
I guess the last one that we're going to talk about today, and there's probably, you know, I'm sure there's more, uh, but Zoom, uh, Zoom webinar is a pretty cool tool. So uh, Zoom, obviously Zoom is a video conferencing platform. There's a, it's a freemium. If you can get a free version of Zoom and that's only for video conference calls um, and you can only host them for, I think it's like 45 minutes for free and your call will end after 45 minutes. Uh, you could pay $15 a month and then you can host calls as long as you want and you can record them. Uh, or if you pay $55 a month, you can get what's called Zoom Webinar. And Zoom Webinar is uh, essentially it's a webinar platform, but it also has the capability of simulcasting on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. So while you're doing your webinar, if you want to even broaden your audience even more, you can simulcast your webinar to, uh, again, YouTube Live or Facebook Live. So it's a pretty cool platform. Um, as far as the, the limitations with this one are, uh, as far as I've seen, the comments don't come through to you. So if, some, if people are commenting on Facebook, unless you have a separate window open to, uh, to be responding, it, the, interactivity with your, uh, the interactivity with your audience is going to be a little bit reduced using this platform. Um, and that's, that's a, that's a problem with some of these platforms and BeLive.tv is probably the best one where they actually, the comments show up in the platform. So it's easier to engage with people. Um, so those, that's the drawback to it, but it's a, it's a pretty awesome platform. It's great if you're going to make a sales pitch because you have, uh, you really can control your environment. You can screen your PowerPoints. You can insert like different things like quizzes and things like that. That'll show up. So it's a, nice. it's a pretty cool platform. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, basically, there are a lot of options for you. If you want to uh, do live streaming, you can do it directly from your phone. Uh, you could do it on YouTube. You can do it on Facebook from your phone. Uh, if you want to get a slightly more higher production value, you can do it from your desktop using some of these platforms that we mentioned. But the main thing is this, is just try it. If you're you know, again, authenticity is what people are craving nowadays. So uh, go for it. Just, just push know, the button. You can do push the button. Just push, push <laughs> the button. And and just remember this too, is that is that you will always be your own worst critic. So one of the biggest issues that I have with pretty much every single client I talk to about this is like, um, I hear this. I don't want to put anything out there unless it's 100% professional because my name's going to be on it. Forget that. That is your biggest barrier in life. And and if you really want to do something, just go for it because as uh, uh, as you've as you've mentioned before on this program, Justin, uh, version one is better than version none. And people like the wrinkly bits. People like the uh, the authenticity. They like warts and all. So don't be afraid to just go out there and be yourself on these things. And if and and you are going to hate it worse than anyone out there, honestly. So don't be afraid to just make a fool out of yourself because you're going to make a bigger fool out of yourself to yourself than you will to anybody else. And that's just the bottom line, unless you're some politician. You'd be surprised how quickly people will forget about it too. So, you know, it might, it might hurt your ego for a day or so, but nobody's going to remember shortly. And uh, one other thing I would say is that uh, I've heard this quote that um, perfectionism is actually the lowest standard that we can hold for ourselves. So it's, hmm. it's, uh, you know, people think of it as like this high standard, but in reality, when you're not taking action, you're not doing anything, you're, it's the lowest standard that we can hold for ourselves. 
So it's like a way of good. kind of reframing that conversation. Yeah. So uh, yeah, leave a leave a, a message. Like connect with us on LinkedIn. If you're doing any live streaming, share it with us. We want to see it. So uh, please let us let us know how you're uh, how you're doing with that. And uh, so finally. Uh, in closing, we uh, we encourage you to do some live streaming. Let us know how you do it. Check out some of the links below of some of the platforms that we mentioned. And uh, with that, we're going to do a little bit of geek news. What do you think? Yeah, let's get into it. Why don't you kick us off with the geekiest news story you got? All right, the geekiest news story I got. I love this. This is this is uh, really cool. Netflix is creating a quote story universe based on the work of Ronald Dahl. Now, if for those of you who don't know uh, Ronald Dahl, he, of course, was the author of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, one of the best ever, uh, Matilda, uh, the BFG, uh, and but there was also um, uh, a lot of other different uh, books that he did, The Amazing Mr. Fox, uh, and, uh, of course, we will, uh, we will finally get to see the uh, sequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. Did you know there was a sequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Uh, not until right now, but now I do. You were abused as a child then. If you, if like, did I, did I, I would, I would get into therapy. Did I tell you this? Uh, when I when I posted on Facebook about like your favorite Christmas movie, um, somebody listed the Year Without Santa Claus as their as their favorite Christmas movie, and I'm like, I've never I've never even seen this. I thought it was Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer that claymation because it's like that same stop motion claymation, and that's the same thing he posted on there. He's uh-huh. like, you were abused as a child if you didn't see this movie. <laughs> Well, shoot, man! I would have a serious talk with your parents. Come to, I know, man. You know, have that come to Jesus moment. I, I didn't you know, know that there was a sequel to Charlie uh, and the Chocolate Factory. I didn't see a year without Santa Claus. Or I never even heard of it. Man, I had a tough, tough upbringing. Whoo! Yeah, first world problems. But basically, uh, Netflix is going to uh, create a extended universe, and so. Um, uh, they're going to go into the, I guess they're going to go into these older books and some of the lesser known books, and they're going to create a, uh, a kind of like a Marvel cinematic universe type of thing, but with the, uh, with, with the Ronald Dahl books. So uh, what I envision is going to happen is they're probably going to do a remake of all of these uh, movies, including Willy Wonka, including, you know, now we'll get to see Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator, Mr. Fox, like all of these things. And then they're, they're probably going to, each of those are probably going to work as a standalone sort of film like Thor or Iron Man. And then they're going to do like the Avengers of uh, Ronald Dahl. So, you know, <laughs> we'll see Charlie and Willy Wonka meeting um, the incredible Mr. Fox. Uh, or just like they did the Avengers of the monster universe at universal. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I cannot wait until, uh, the invisible man comes out with Benicio del Toro. No, that's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde with Benicio. I guess now that was Russell Crowe was Russell Crowe was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Benicio oh, del Toro. Right. I don't know what he was. He might've been a Wolfman. I don't know. Wolfman. Was, was, was he the Wolfman? I think he was Wolfman. Yeah. Yeah. So boy, I can't, I can't. <laughs> 
I can't wait. If you don't know what we're talking about, Universal had the idea of creating a monster universe of all the classic monster characters. They they planned a shared universe before they released the first movie. And that first movie was The Mummy with Tom Cruise. It kind of bombed. And uh, after making the announcement and they did a whole story in like Entertainment Weekly with all the cast of future movies, it it kind of just uh, went away. It so. fizzled. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's kind of like you you can't just. It's almost like when they make a movie and they're like, "This is going to be part of a trilogy," and then they leave it like kind of open ended for the sequel, and then the sequel never happens. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't do that. There's some just TV make shows. A movie. There's some TV shows like that too, with like cliffhanger endings, and they're like, "Up, oh, canceled." And no, you don't even get a limited run. <laughs> you don't even get to resolve anything. <laughs> Yeah, I hate when that right. happens. I, I gotta, so anyway, I gotta, uh, look I, look for that. What do you got? What do you got? I got a hot story. Uh, <laughs> uh, so they're rebooting RoboCop. And uh, Neil Blomkamp uh, of uh, District – was it District 9, right? Or, that, that's, District 9 District and 9. Elysium. Elysium and then, of course, Chappie. <laughs> uh, the director of those oh. – <laughs> Uh, he's rebooting RoboCop and the initial, so he basically created artwork and planned to recast Peter Weller in a sequel. So Peter Weller played RoboCop in the original movies. Um, but apparently they jumped the gun on that too, because, uh, there's a new story that's leaked that Weller is not interested in playing RoboCop. So there's all these leaked stories about how, uh, Neil Blomkamp had planned this movie for him. And now he's saying, I don't really want to play RoboCop. I don't want to go back to that role. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, so that's a, a story about a story that's not going to take place. So, Yeah, that's a, that's strike two for Neil Blumenkamp because he he uh, was going to do an Alien reboot too. Yeah, he I think he even had it uh, at one point basically green lit. And, and then uh, out of nowhere, what's his name? Ridley Scott came out of nowhere and decided that he wanted to do a a Prometheus sequel. And so they went with Ridley Scott instead of the um, Neil Blomkamp alien sequel. So, well, shoot. Um, So you know what Peter Weller's doing now? The last thing I saw him do was Star Trek into darkness. And I actually thought he was pretty good in that, but what's he doing now? He, uh, let's see, I don't know if he was in it, but he was a, uh, he's a professor of, um, let's see. He was he he was like teaching now. I think he was doing like some uh, uh, some teaching. He's still doing some acting and stuff. But I, I know that he became a professor and he was actually uh, becoming um, uh, like teaching art history. Interesting. I did not know that at all. That, that yeah. explains why he might not be interested in going back to RoboCop. Then. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Uh, do you, and, and if you never saw Naked Lunch, uh, whoo, that's like giving birth. <laughs> well, now I gotta uh, see it. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he he has a PhD at UCLA of Italian Renaissance art history, and uh, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Dolph Lundgren, who like looks like the ultimate meathead, and he has like a master's degree in electrical engineering, and he's got like all these incredible degrees. He's some kind of genius. Yeah, he's a like genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good old Dolph Dolph Lundgren. Finally, uh, I want to close out the show with uh, just kind of a this. This to me is like really just the coolest thing ever. Um, there's a new Mars lander that landed just this week, uh, and uh, it's called Insight. And so NASA touched down on Mars, and it is uh, there have been uh, 44 missions to Mars, and only 18 have been successful. 
the others have either like blown up in orbit or haven't been able to land or whatever. So uh, the nice thing about this is not only was it a successful landing, which is pretty awesome. I mean, trying to get anything from Earth to Mars is like in it's it's insane. They equate it to trying to hit a golf ball. Uh, uh, to the moon from Earth, like, you know, just hitting the right trajectory, a lot of math, a lot of math involved. Um, and, uh, and this lander is going to be the first to drill into the crust and look for microbes to see if there was any previous life forms living on Mars. What, what about that oil? So, we got to drill for oil on Mars. Well, let me tell you, if there's, uh, <laughs> if there's any resources worth having... Look for unobtainium. If they find some un- unobtainium <laughs> on Mars, then we'll uh, we'll definitely. I'm excited for the triumphant return of unobtainium and four new sequels coming out in <laughs> a few years. That's right. And if you don't know what we're talking about, leave leave uh, <laughs> leave a comment. If you do know what we're talking about, leave a comment. We want to see how geeky you are. Uh, yeah, we want to and, know if you know what unobtainium uh, is, because if you know what unobtainium is, your your geek card is not that not that significant. We're gonna steal it from you. <laughs> so, uh, one last thing, final note: we uh, just, if you're listening to this, we just ran our very successful Instagram marketing webinar. Uh, these are getting better and better, and uh, we're doing another one in December. What is drum roll, please? What is the new webinar on for December? The new webinar will be on Google advertising, and we're going to have an emphasis, though, on you <laughs> on YouTube advertising. That's right. So uh, YouTube advertising is a low entry point uh, for people, and uh, if it, a lot of people don't use it, and it's a really effective type of advertising. Also, display ads, if you want to know how to get those ads to follow you around the internet, we're going to get into that. Uh, it's going to be really awesome for everybody. And with that... In case you don't know this, Google owns YouTube, which is why we're tying Google and YouTube together. So I just wanted to clarify, just in case you didn't know that. That's right. That's right. Thank you for that clarification. So again, from the Netherlands. What an amazing, amazing experience this has been every single week. And if you really like the show, please comment. Tell us how much you love it. Share it with 500 of your closest friends. And if you really love it, go to our Patreon page. Remember, just $5 a month and you get all the recordings of the webinar, including the Instagram marketing webinar. So if you are blown away by the content and you're like, I got to have this, I got to have myself a copy of this for life, $5 a month and you'll get access to all the webinar recordings. You know, if you cancel after a month, we'd be sad, but you'd still have all the recordings up to that point. So I'm just letting you know, you could donate $5, you could cancel later on, whatever you got to do. I love it. That's (laughs) right. Everybody, thank you so much, all of our seven listeners, for listening to The Marketing Geeks. We'll be back next week with another fabulous show. Until then, stay classy.